to the Drama New South Wales podcast. Today's episode is about the HSC written exam. I interviewed Diane McDonald, a very experienced drama educator and marker when it comes to the written examination. Her and I have a discussion about what exactly is involved in the HSC drama exam, how you can write evocatively and experientially, how the exam is marked, and much more. I hope that today's episode is helpful to both students and teachers alike. Diane McDonald is the Head of Drama at Rigidine College at St Ives. She's been the Chief Examiner for HSC Drama for the past two years, and she's been a Senior Judge judge and a senior marker at HSC Drama for group and individual performance, critical analysis and the written examination. She's presented at numerous Drama New South Wales conferences, AIS drama conferences, Sydney University study days and is a member of the teacher advisory panel for Sydney Theatre Company. And she joins us today to speak about the written examination for HSC Drama. Hello Di. Hi, Sonia. How are you going? Good, thanks, darling. How are you? I'm good. Now, um, at the moment, we're in a very interesting position as teachers. <laughs> Aren't we? <laughs> With uh, drama teaching in particular for 2020 and what that kind of looks like. Um, and in particular, Nessa um, made an announcement a few weeks ago that the weightings for drama would now be based off the individual um, project and the written examination. Mm. And so we have a lot of teachers who are quite interested and students who are quite interested in, I guess, giving a little bit more attention than usual to the written examination this year. Absolutely. (laughs) I thought you would be the perfect person to get on and to talk to us about the written examination. I could help. I think in my experience, it's an area sometimes we forget about as drama teachers Mm. and don't give the kind of right emphasis to all the time. What, why do you think the written examination is so important to keep in mind and consider? Well, first of all, can I just say, Sonia, to you and all the Drama New South Wales team, what a fantastic initiative the podcasts have been, the professional learning that you guys have have set up for drama teachers. I think you guys are the glue that are keeping drama teachers together at the moment. (laughs) In the same way that uh, the written exam is the glue that kind of keeps the drama course together. Um, I'm in the same boat as all of the drama teachers of New South Wales. I have 36 year 12 students this year who were devastated when they there was no group performance. So they'd been looking forward to it for forever. And of course, you know, that came through and we all went, oh, 50-50, it's going to be really, you know, it really is a true indication of what they've done in drama. So it's all on their individual project and their written exam. And I I love the written exam because I think it's the one core component that every student in New South Wales, in every subject, virtually does. Um, You can't coast through it. You can't kind of, you know, be in a good group and get a good group mark, as they say sometimes, some kids. Mm -hmm. But the written exam really allows them to show what they've learnt over their studies in drama, whether it's been two years or four years or six years, it really does allow them to show us. And I know markers have a wonderful time when they read the um, written responses where the kids have really put the plays on the stage. And I think that's, it's, it's just a joy when you read those, those papers. And it just allows the students to really start thinking about 
what have I learnt over my studies of drama that I can put down on paper in 45 minutes? So I think all of us, you know, I'm, I'm really hopeful. I'm, I'm going back to do, I've just been preparing today actually, going back to do some uh, more black comedy with my students and to sort of really start nailing how they might answer those questions mm. um, and just sort of trying to get, um, I guess, a, a level of excitement for them so that they the disappointment of missing out the group, well, okay, let's work out how we can really refine our written exam skills. Um, okay, so first of all, what do you think the most common mistakes are that students make when it comes to comes to the written exam? I think one of the biggest issues, and it's become less over the years, is students approaching it like an English exam, like an English paper. Oh, let me talk about the themes and the motif or whatever, you know, all that a lot of literary terms come in, responder and composer and things like that. And what the students have to see is that the play is the blueprint for a performance. And what we want them to do is to write about the play on the stage. That doesn't mean in a professional stage. That means, well, what did you do in class with this? How did you play this character? How did, when you watched your friend play this character, what did he or she do? And how did that make you feel as an audience member? How did that engage you? What did they do to really um, engage you in that specific moment or scene? Uh, you know, that, that's what we want them to do is to actually think about the play as a blueprint. And I think a lot of students still think of the play as I have to learn the play, I have to learn the quotations, I've learned the themes and all of that and just regurgitate them. So yeah, um, I think another big problem is our drama students also are quite good at learning lines. So a lot of them will learn an essay off by heart. Um, and I know Nessa is big on not having regurgitated essays. So a lot of students, I think, think they can learn an essay off by heart and then just match it to whatever comes out in the paper. And it's actually really important that instead go in with a whole a knowledge of the play, a knowledge of the events of the play or a knowledge of your topic, whatever topic you're actually choose, and then choose what best fits that question. I mean, we are examining what they understand of the topic based through the rubric and whatever is prescribed on that rubric, whether it's plays or mm. uh, works, etc. And so it's just that sort of ability to be able to go, yeah, I can show you what I know about this topic. So um, I would definitely say avoid any English responses, English type responses, and really avoid those pre-prepared, pre sort of, I've, I've got this ready, I know I can answer this question, responses that, that just then sort of fit. And, it, and very rarely does it kind of really fit well. Yeah, I think you've raised a really great point there. Um, a lot of students perhaps don't want to do the work to understand the drama essay uh, and how it's different to the English essay or the history yeah. essay or different things like that. I always say to my students in English, you have to provide evidence of your understanding through quotes and uh, explanations and uh, writings about the, the book or the text. And in history, you have to, you know, show your understanding through the use of evidence. And, um, and in drama, your evidence comes from you being able to show that you understand that drama 
is an experiential subject. It is up and it is making and creating and directing and designing and it is doing all of those things. And so your evidence comes in a drama essay from you yourself and your experience with it as a very living uh, art form. Sometimes the students are scared to write the word I in an essay. Uh, And we encourage that in drama. We want them because... I felt this or I played this character in this way really says to the marker that they've had that experience. They know what it feels like. They created empathy. And I guess it's different to every other writing subject, uh, writing exams, um, because you are allowed to use we and I and you, you know, when I saw my friend, whatever. Um, But, you know, it's. Yeah. They've just got to learn how to do that. Yeah, and it's still academic writing, but it's bringing your marker into the theatrical experience with you in that academic writing. I think that's a great point about the academic writing. Um, It's a great selling point for our subject too. Um, If you ever get uh, parents at a subject selection night who say, oh, drama's just about acting, isn't it? It's like, oh, hell no. (laughs) You know, this academic writing and you know, when, when you're written marking and you see some of the works that the students have written, it's just extraordinary how well they write about what they're seeing. And, you know, it is. It's, it is an academic subject and we need to keep convincing some parents that this is what we do. Yeah, definitely. Now, um, every single year, Nessa put up onto their website the exam for all of the teachers to have a look at. And they also come with exam markers, notes from the marking centre. Why might these be important to have a look at? Uh, They would be absolutely compulsory for drama teachers to look at and to share with their students because they're notes that come from the marking centre written by the supervisor of marking, the senior markers, with input from all of the markers who have marked the written paper and the different forms of question that year. So they're really valuable feedback for people to go and have a look at. And, you know, um, when people look at questions and say, oh, I wonder how that was answered, well, the marking centre comments come out and give you that feedback. And they're really great to go through with with your students to say, well, look, the better responses did this, the weaker responses did this. So you're actually sort of almost saying to students, here's the answers, here's what you need to do. Um, and, 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 you know, I would go back a couple of years and have a look at how people, you know, different questions and all of that. They're a really valuable resource. So I would highly recommend teachers downloading them and having a read through with their students, um, particularly because it looks like we will have a bit of time yes. <laughs> with our group performance. We've got all these amazing resources to hand to actually um, allow students to have the best possible opportunity this year. Yeah, and I guess as well, professional learning-wise as a teacher, I know that there have been years where there have been exams that have come out and I have just been you know, what did my students do wrong in that question? And then when I see the markers notes, often there is a point in there for the question that I'm looking at where I can go, that's what they didn't do. That's what I forgot to emphasise or perhaps we didn't look at in the same way. And it kind of reshapes or enforces ideas from the rubric for me as a teacher about Mm. exactly what it is that are the key kind of ideas and uh, concepts that I need to be exploring with my classes for the written work as well. 
And the rubric's a starting point for the examiners as well. Um, I, I always say to my students, have a look at the rubric. Now try and you try and write a few questions from that rubric and bounce ideas out of that rubric that might be possible. So, you know, that's examiners start with the rubric and, you know, if, if and it's all very uh, public, the rubric. So you've got access to the rubric. So I give the students to the rubric before we even start looking at any plays or anything like that and go, well, what is this saying? What might we see? What might we, what might be a political concern in Australian theatre? You know, mm -hmm. those sorts of things are great as starting points. Or when you, you I, I'm going to actually come back at the start of term two and do the black comedy rubric with my students again to say, right, now that we've, we've seen those two plays, we've studied those two plays, let's come back to the rubric and have a play with this. What possible questions might bounce out of this rubric? Um, and, you know, it's just a great sort of activity to do. And it actually reminds the students that we're very transparent. We're, everything is available to them and to their teachers um, to show them what is possible. Yeah, that, that's, that's a great segue to my next question. Uh, when markers are marking the written exam, what, what particularly are they kind of looking for and what's the process they take when they're marking the exam? Um, the process is, um, is exactly what you would think. Um, the markers are looking for, they have a marking criteria that the, uh, the Nestor, um examiners have, have set up. Um, and, then, and that uh, marking criteria is then available um, on the NESA website after the exam, um, after the marking comments have come out, so that, again, you have access to it. And the markers are looking for, you know, a range of answers, and they use them as their benchmarks. And they're, they're looking to reward. At no point are we people going, oh, no, you haven't done that, so we can't give you that mark. We're, we're drama teachers. We know these students are writing in exam conditions 45 minutes per essay and we're looking to reward where we can so you know obviously we we don't have this hidden checklist agenda it's it's we're, we're trying to reward students for answering under exam conditions so it's a very thorough and detailed process of marking and i highly recommend anybody who <laughs> is listening to this and who hasn't applied for marking this year it's probably too late but I would definitely put your hand up for written marking. It is done online on screen. Um, so it is a really worthwhile um, experience. I know every time I go out to the marking centre, people often say to me, it's changed the way I teach. And I think that's a really, that's a really great way for, for us as a profession. Yes, definitely. I know um, the years in which I've done the written marking has definitely impacted the way in which I teach. I was really encouraged to see the training that markers get and the way in which you are in your groups for your topics and you're brought together regularly to kind of, even if it's online, to talk through, you know, what are our benchmarks again and are we marking to those benchmarks and everything's double marked and um, it's rigorous and it is all about trying to find the fairest and best result for Absolutely. each student. It's it's a brilliant process. It's um it's very thorough, and you can be absolutely assured that your student it, your students' responses are read thoroughly um, at least twice. How important are things like the elements of drama for written work? We look at them a lot in Year Nine and Ten, for example. 
And a lot of the time we think for stage six, oh, you know, the, the rubric is what we're going off and that's the only thing we're going off. Are things like the elements of drama still important to consider for students in stage six written work? I think they're important. I think I think we embed a lot of knowledge uh, early in our drama teaching, particularly with nine and ten. We our school and you're, prob- you're probably the same. We don't have drama until year nine, so we have to sort of spend most of year nine and then year ten sort of really embedding um, those elements of drama. Uh, and we often get students who pick up drama in year eleven who've never done it. So I often kind of the first week or two of year 11, just kind of do a bit of revision stage types, you know, how to stand on stage and all of that, elements of drama with the kids who come in. There's been a couple of times when an element of drama has popped into an HSC question and, you know, that's fine, students. And it's something that we probably implicitly talk about through our rubrics and through what we're doing. So, you know, character, space, tension, all of those uh, words have popped into HSC questions over the last sort of, you know, five or so years. So I think there's an implicitness about what we do anyway. It's not that sort of program where we're teaching, reteaching the elements of drama, but I think a lot of that comes back through, particularly what we do in Australian drama, because that is the core component that everybody does. Um, so, you know, as a teacher, you may not be teaching them specifically, but I'm sure you're mentioning them, you know, in class um, and they're being used. Those terms are being used by the students. So, I, you know, I definitely think it's it's something that students need to be aware of and it's something I'm conscious of re-bringing in at the start of the senior year um, at the start of year 11 when they start senior studies so yeah it's it's the idea I guess that these are fun foundational kind of components that you are expected to understand when you're talking about bringing theatre to life Um, you know in some ways it's impossible to write experientially about your work without um, being able to write at an advanced level about the elements of drama and how they work yeah so if, if you know, if you do have students that are starting fresh into year 11, definitely start embedding that into their written work, into your vocabulary, into just so that they're aware of the importance of it as well. What's the best approach for students to write experientially? Um, oh, that's a great question. <laughs> um, for teachers to do it in the classroom, like for teachers to actually allow students to stand up embody those characters create that scene show us the discomfort in the black comedy um you know show us what it's like to be in the lineup in stolen um those sorts of things where students can actually see it and feel it are really important because then if you can get get them then to write it down immediately then they will they will not forget it. I remember we, last year when we did the gypsy scene from Neighbourhood Watch, the kids were just like, whoa, did not see that coming. And, you know, there was this really powerful moment in the drama space and I just sort of went, right, let's write all that down there. Yeah. I think, you know, experientially, the, and the kids, you know, we deal with teenagers, so, you know, nothing really phases them. But when they have a moment where something like that does happen, you know, and they can write about it and they can write well about it, it it's really powerful. I think part of the experiential learning, and I've just marked um, 70-odd year 12 essays over the holidays, <laughs> 
is that whole idea they have to create what happened for them either on stage or as an audience member for us as a marker sitting having not been there so we we didn't see that we didn't see what practical you were doing or you know how that was how that how the, the father was blown up in neighborhood watch or anything like that so they've got to be able to be quite succinct and quite evocative so i sort of say to mine you know keep playing with adjectives and adverbs to really sort of extrapolate what that scene looked like um you can't just say mary stood on a block and there was a light on her you know that's just not enough it's like well okay i can see mary standing on the block and the light but what actually happened on stage so it's really important to kind of just make that as detailed as possible without then taking like a page and a half to write about one example. So um, it's great to get kids to sort of start with, you know, what actually happened. Now let's, let's be more detailed. Now let's really create it, pass it to uh, somebody who wasn't there, take it home, get their parents to read it and say, can they see this? Can you actually see what happened on stage to me? Um, or a friend in year 12 who doesn't do drama, those sorts of things. Just to make that example, what they're trying to create, uh, sing. Because then when we're sitting on our screens marking their actual HSC paper, we can go, yes, I saw that. I can see that happening. I can feel that, you know. Cause yeah, like yeah. Taking us to that moment of theatre, bringing us to the theatre. Yeah. Yes, it's definitely, I always talk to my students about, it being the difference between saying, you know, um, she walked onto stage and sat on a chair versus, um, you know, the actor slowly made their way towards a chair, determined to sit with defiance or, you know, something like yeah, that. Yeah. that a along the back wall before making yeah. way purposefully, you know, something like that. Yeah, it's just that it creates that scene really clearly uh, in the marker's mind. Yes. So the evocative writing is, is quite um, another aspect of the drama essay that's quite different to a lot of subjects because it's often considered to be creative or, or fiction when it comes to evocative writing. But we're, again, saying an academic essay for a subject like drama can be experiential and can be evocative. Absolutely. And then they, they can support their uh, example by sort of uh, then putting in a quotation from the play this, you know, the, uh, the actor then, you know, whatever line of dialogue it is, uh, and this was then sort of further reminded us of later in the play when this happened, and it's like, fantastic, you've evoked this moment for me, you've, t you've put in a textual quotation so I know you actually understand this, and then you've linked it somehow to something else that happens later with the character in the play or, for example, so it actually then really shows that the student actually understands what this uh, evocative uh, writing is all about. Yeah. With band six answers, a lot of the time students say, oh, they must be the really long ones and how many pages oh, no. am I looking to get? Is it eight pages? <laughs> what would your advice be about in regards to that? Are band six answers always the incredibly long ones? No, definitely not. Um, you, you can read incredibly long ones that are like C range because they're just right about nothing. So you can actually absolutely get an A range, you know, I say to my students, you've got to write for 45 minutes. 
the best thing they can do. Um, I started mine writing for an hour, then we've got it back to 50 minutes and we're now on the 45. So it's just sort of allowing them, it, it's like a race, say to them, you're training for a marathon. So you can't run a marathon, you know, in the first day. So let's, let's just do a little time trial. So um, we're back trying to run on 45 minutes now, but uh, definitely not. The, the longer responses can sometimes be repetitive, can sometimes be students, as I said earlier, um, students kind of um, putting their pre-prepared answering. Yes. Uh, and it could be completely off the track of the questions. So the, the best advice, answer the question that is asked using the wording of the question that is asked and use 45 minutes because you are in an exam for 90 minutes writing two responses. What's the best prep that a student could do before their written examination? As they study for the written exam, what, what would you say the best prep they can do is? I say to mine, the best thing you can do is to read the play again. Just read the play again. Like don't, the, just before you, you sort of maybe the day before the exam, just read the whole play again. Just sit in the sun, read the whole play again, because you're bound to see something in it that you haven't seen before. And it, you know, it just might be, oh, I didn't realise I'd forgotten that. Because yeah. sometimes I think we get, uh, students get a, remember, we, we study one of the plays or two of the plays in term four. And suddenly a year later, we're asking them to write about these plays. And sometimes drama is the last exam. So it's, it's almost torturous for the poor puppets. Um, so I would definitely say read the whole play and then read over those practical examples that you have created. Um, over the course of the year, I usually ask my students to create a bank of practical examples so that they can then, whatever uh, the question shows to be, they can then like go, oh yeah, that's that's a really great example I can put in there. So just to sit and read the play without sort of looking perhaps necessarily at their notes, but just to sit and read it in one sitting, find something new in there that they haven't thought about for a while, and then to read over their practical examples. Yeah, great advice. I often find that the mistakes that my students are making in trials are the most silly of mistakes simply because it's been a year since they have read the plays and they might you know refer to Sandy as Jimmy or something like that in one of the plays I had I've just marked an essay where Sandy was her all the way through <laughs> you might need to read that darling <laughs> <laughs> um is there anything else you want to say about the written exam itself uh embrace it it's, it is a great way for students to uh, show what they know, show what they love and show what they've done. So what, what have they done in class that's been interesting? Now, uh, sometimes you might think, oh, I haven't done this. Students can write about imagined productions. So if, they're, if they feel, oh, we haven't got up and done as much as I thought we should have or whatever, for whatever reason, and, you know, there's all sorts of reasons why things like that might happen in schools, then students can always write, if I was to direct this scene or if I could stage this moment, I would. And that's absolutely valid because if they showing us um, a knowledge of what the play looks like on the stage that's what we're looking for so you know they don't don't feel that they have to have done everything 
But if they go, oh, you know what, I really like these moments, I'll, I'll think about how I would stage that. So that would be great. And, and I would absolutely encourage people to apply for marking. <laughs> it is, it's a beautiful professional development to have. You'll meet some fantastic drama teachers um, that you might think, oh, I, I won't see much of them, but you connect with other people. You'll be in a beautiful group with a senior marker um, and you'll just learn so much. So. Yeah, I think a lot of the time people think with marking, oh, you know, that's all the super experienced people who present professional learning courses and everything. And I think it's great to know that I think you only have to have had a couple of years of experience of teaching the HSC. Three years. Yeah, I, but certainly if you've had three years experience, absolutely apply and you're keen to do it, you will learn so much. Yes, it's it's some of the best professional development I've done. Any of the marking that I've done has really improved me as a teacher because there's an understanding there of exactly what the heart behind all of these examinations are and the way in which they work to truly benefit students. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Di. Um, we really appreciate you coming on to this podcast and sharing your knowledge. I believe you're also going to be a part of one of the professional learning courses for Drama New South Wales later this term. Yes, I saw that email today. And can I just say um, on behalf of all of the drama teachers, all those um, workshops on a Thursday night look absolutely brilliant. I've signed up for a few already. Um, <laughs> I just think it's a great, it's a great initiative. We're all kind of trapped at home or in, you know, socially distant land um, and it's a great way for us to keep the connections and you guys are doing an amazing job so we're really grateful for what you guys are doing so I'm happy to help out in any small way thank you so much all right thank you very much for your time today I hope you enjoyed this episode of drama New South Wales podcast Di Mac is certainly somebody who has a lot of experience and in particular has some great wisdom to offer us in regards to the HSC written paper for drama students. As Di mentioned at the end of this podcast, Drama New South Wales are offering professional learning sessions on Thursday evenings from 7 till 8pm via Zoom for Term 2. We've just launched and we would appreciate it if you went onto our social media and checked out these professional learning offerings. We'd love to have as many people from our community involved as possible.